you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you, joined alongside by the magical beard of fantasy himself. It is the franchise, Matt Franciscovich. What's up, man? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. Good. I have a, a fun story that involves me being a hipster from over the weekend. Should I tell it now or should I save it for daily dabs? I think you should save it for daily dabs. I'll save it. That's a hell of a tease. I yeah. like that. We got the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. What's cracking? Um... Went to the movie theater twice this weekend. I'll discuss it in Daily Daps as well, but that yep, made it a buddy. good weekend. Okay, there you go. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, what's going on? I went down toward the ocean and had beers, and that made it a good weekend. Nice. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yep. It's yep. not bad. We got the great filibuster himself, Adam Rank. Why are we up? getting sucked? Okay, good. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. I got to see a bunch of movies. Yeah. Have you ever seen a movie called Toy Story? Yes. Uh, yes. It's That's uh, pretty good. Pretty good one. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> Toy Story 2. Would you recommend yes. it? Yeah. Okay, good. I don't I don't know about you, but I've now have gone head first into the, you know, Monsters Inc. Okay. Mon- I I somehow always like the second ones better. Like I thought Monsters U was, was better, better than, than Mon- <laughs> I enjoyed it more. I don't know if it's better. It's not. I enjoyed Toy Story t- you can't quantify that. Yeah, I can't. You're from Diamond Bar. How what does that have mean? such snobby taste? What does that what, mean? What, what does that even mean? Wow. You're from Diamond Bar. You should not be such an elitist. I'm not you're an elitist. Snobby. What? No, you're so dismissive. <laughs> I don't like the attitude. Like already. <laughs> if your prefix is 909, you you have to drop. You can't. How, you can't how is there me dismiss- saying monsters you? You're just saying it, no, it was the way you said it. Okay, I got it. Just so. Just, <clears throat> What an incredible show we have in front of us here today. We're going to give you a full Jay Cutler breakdown. We're going to be talking about the overvalued series. Franchise and I will be going back and forth on the value of Martellus Bennett. We're also going to be talking about Delaney Walker and Hunter Henry as well. Oh, you know your favorite sleeper tight end, Hunter Henry? I tell you what, franchise is going to come through, put a blowtorch to your dreams, baby. Stop <laughs> wow. it. Is he? He is. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we got daily Woo. daps to close out the show, but we start your show, as always, with a round. Oh, excuse me, not a round daily. Uh, your top headlines. Let's do it. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news. Because I'm a kid. So y'all need to have your kids, have your wife. All right, so two things that I didn't get off at the top of the show. People have been asking me about it. Listener League, what's going on? Are we doing it again in 2017? And I tell you what, we are. The signups, the entries, the submissions, they can officially begin today. Wait, have they not already begun? Well, people are sending People have in. been rating and review. I'm just making it official. This is the official start date. Got it. Okay. It's the official start date. So if you'd like to be in a listener league with us, we're going to have three leagues. We're going to have the OG league with the two OGs, Alex Gelhar and MG My Guy Marcus Grant. We're going to have the bearded league so far with Matt Franchise and pending. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> TBD. Still, front office is still working out ownership. <laughs> I don't know. I, am I even allowed to say his name? I don't think you can. Okay. Otherwise, uh, yeah. you know, bad things happen. Or right. He just appears. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> he just appears. I hear you. You know? It's going to be the franchise and TBD. <laughs> then you're going to have a 16-team danger zone league. Two quarterback. Not two quarterback. Two quarterback league. We're not doing 16-team <laughs> no, quarterbacks. No, we are not doing that uh that is yet to be the format of the 16 team danger zone league with myself and adam rank (laughs) two quarterbacks 
yet to be determined. I don't want to play in a two-quarterback league in a 16-league setup. That's the fun of it. You make it super flex. Yeah, super flex it. Don't, no. That's why. Don't, why do you make it easy for people? You got to make it harder for people. Superflex is still basically two QB, but it allows you if you don't if somebody hoards QBs to not. Or if you're right, or when that six team, you know, six team bye week rolls around. Yes, that's the thing. You got to make that decision. Do you do you try to split the bye weeks, or do you just say I'm going to take two quarterbacks who have the same same bye week, week. pitch the week, punt that week, yeah, go forward. Two QB, sixteen team. That is stupid. Well, yeah, that is, there, there's not enough to go around. That's okay. That's the, stupid. The danger zone league is stupid. Like that's the whole point of it. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, what are we playing for? That's a good point. <clears throat> All right. Well, that might be the strongest argument yet. Uh, <laughs> we'll do. No, we should, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, Bragging we should, rights, bro. We should just go through and just start making crazy, <laughs> crazy things. <clears throat> All right. Listen. Like 50-yard <clears throat> touchdown passes are worth 10 points. All right. So how do you join one Ooh. of these listener leagues? How do you do it? It's very simple. You got to. Subscribe to the podcast. You've got to rate the podcast. And you have to leave a, an original review of the podcast. Now, people have asked me now, does it have to be on iTunes? No, it doesn't have to be on iTunes. It could be on Stitcher. Uh, I know folks have uh, tried to leave reviews on uh, on various other formats. If you can do it, great. But you got to subscribe. You got to rate the podcast and you got to review the podcast. The iTunes ones are the easiest ones for us to find. So if you are rating it on a different platform, right. try to send us a screen grab to our fantasy Facebook accounts or our fantasy Twitter accounts. That yeah. way we can log it and get into those things as well. Because as much as we love all you guys and your support, sometimes it's it's not as easy for us to download eight different apps and try and sift through all the reviews. <laughs> That's so right. you want to be in the leagues, go the extra mile, send it our way, That's you right. know, help us out. Regardless of format. Regardless of format, that will help as well. Yes. Exactly. Send us a screenshot of your review. Spoon the most, us. Uh, the most original reviews will be allowed entry into the listener league. So I that's want, how you do. Uh, genuine reviews too. Yeah. I don't want you writing some sort of fake novel, <sighs> if uh, you know, of some sort of fan fiction of that's the podcast right. or something. I mean, if you have a good fan fiction, sure, send it in. But like, <laughs> don't feel that you have to be pressured to do that. Tell us your story. Tell us why you listen to the podcast, why you like it, what you like about the podcast, what you don't like. If you hate James's laugh, or if you know, if that's, you uh, hate Rank's filibusters, if I'm a buzzkill, whatever, you know. <laughs> you I, believe like all of these I believe all of these things before. have been said. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I think all these things have happened. That is true. <laughs> what about a buzzkill? We have that Seahawks fan from Hong Kong. It's going to be hard to get him out. It's going to be hard to get put him, him in, out. Can we put him in the danger zone league right like now? Like starting right now? Can we do that? Let's kick one off. Let's put him in. He's He's been so diligent over the course of the entire offseason. Off season. He's, he's, he's been amazing. He's an ardent fan. Amazing. I think that in – He's the front runner. He's the front runner. You can't put him over the top? No. Okay. Because, you know, I mean, come on. Let, let's keep the <laughs> sanctity of these listener leagues, man. The sanctity, they, he, so, he knows that the contest has been ongoing. I'm, he he subscribes <laughs> to the theory there is no offseason. I'm about to ask, a, I'm about to ask a question I never thought I'd ask in my life. Okay. Can we talk about Jay Cutler now? Okay. All, All right. right. Let's do it. <laughs> so there you go. That's how you do the listener league. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Cuddy. He's back. Uh, there's a Midwest player who announced that he is going to be taking his services to South Beach yet again. This time it's Jay Cutler. He didn't have to do it inside the Boys and Girls Club in Cleveland, though. That's okay. Jay Cutler <laughs> reunited with Adam Gase in Miami, signing a one-year, $10 million deal, another $3 million in incentives. Not officially the starter in the MIA. Not officially the starter in the MIA. But all signs certainly point that Jay Cutler could be starting there in South Beach. All right, Cutler had his best quarterback rating of his career. A lot of folks say the best year of his career with Adam Gase in 2015 in Chicago. But what does it mean? Is Jay Cutler himself fantasy relevant? We'll start with you, MG. I don't think he's any more or less fantasy relevant than Ryan Tannehill was. Um, Which is not at all. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I feel like for the Dolphins, it's kind of a lateral move fantasy-wise. You know, I, So here's the thing. I think it sort of replaces maybe a little bit of that, that hope for the Devontae Parker breakout because I think when, when it looked like Matt Moore was going to be the starter – I guess he could still possibly be the starter, but when it looked, you know, like it was for sure going to be Matt Moore, uh, I felt like we were putting the Parker breakout on hold yet another year. True. 
Um, with Cuddy, I think I think he can still he can still start to see some of those numbers. Now we we do know Jay Cutler finds a target he likes and will just you know pummel that guy over and over again. See Marshall, comma Brandon, but mm. yeah, um, yeah. I just I, I think we're kind of right back to where we were essentially when Tannehill was the starter for this team. All right, so let's talk about Jarvis Landry. Let's talk about the skill position players there. I think what I wrote was you know am I excited about Jay Cutler the fantasy asset? No. But I do think that he stabilizes a lot of the fantasy assets there in Miami to go along with what MG My Guy Marcus Grant said. I think, to me anyways, having Jay Cutler in, you know, under center, it helps stabilize the offense. It's, it's, a, it's a situation, Adam Rank, where, you know, guys won't, defenses won't be able to load the box against somebody like Jay Ajayi. No, for sure. I I really believe that all the reasons that we liked Ajayi and Jarvis Landry going into the season haven't changed. Like, they were independent of Tannehill. We liked Ajayi because of uh, his ability. He was going to get 300 carries. Jarvis Landry is going to be the target leader there. So we like all of those guys. So I think that Cutler just comes in and just keeps it the status quo. I do believe, though, like he makes this team a little bit better. You know, he, I believe, is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. I don't know why everybody was acting like, Ryan Tannehill was some, some right. great quarterback. You know what he – he reminds me of, like, those 90s bands, like Lit and all those other – like, you could take – Lit. <laughs> you could take Lit and Collective Soul, and Lit could play Collective Soul's entire, like, set list. And I you, wouldn't know. That, you wouldn't like, know. You know what, what's the difference? Oh, so like, sort of like Third Eye Blind 20. Whatever, yeah. Like, they're all the same. Like, there's a, there's a whole – like, like, just this floor uh, full of like average NFL quarterbacks who are like, yeah, whatever. They're all interchangeable. Good. The one thing, though, if you like narratives or anything like that, yes. Jay Cutler is winning the Super Bowl. Just what? Just to I'm irritate? Sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. This, this is the thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? For the Bears fans, that's the only reaction you can have okay. because wow, the Dolphins have the coach <laughs> we should have hired with the quarterback we should have never gotten rid of, <clears throat> okay. and then you know what? Calvin Johnson's at their practice on Monday. Like, sign him too. Why not? Just make it a perfect, <laughs> perfect thing and just round it up and just let him go wild. Now, like what you need Bold is Greg, you need Greg Olson to get traded there. Oh, too. my God. Ooh, that would be bad. Yeah. That would be bad. <laughs> so, and Mike Martz comes out of retirement as a special consultant. Lovey <laughs> Smith's the new defensive coordinator. One thing about Jay Ajayi I want to point out here is Please. when Gase was in Chicago with Cutler in 2015. Yeah. Um, they were one of the more run-heavy teams in the league, and people have pointed to Cutler having such a good season statistically because Gase hid talk. him in close games. He didn't throw as much. It was more of a run-based offense. Um, this stat comes from Warren Sharp. Okay. Uh, the Gase-Cutler season in Chicago, they uh, they were the second most run-heavy team when the game was within one score, so 50%. Uh, versus the average of 58% run against the rest of the league. So meaning if the Dolphins are in close games, they're going to try to keep the ball in Ajayi's hands, keep running ground and pound in the second half, keep it away from Cutler to avoid making mistakes. Right. When Cutler was with Gase in Chicago, his numbers were 3,600 yards, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Tannehill last year in 13 games because of his knee injury – 3,000 yards, 19 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Pretty similar number. So it's it's That's a la it's a lateral move. Like 100%. We, we can't act like I mean <laughs> Cutler's going to come in here and open up the passing attack or anything or or change a whole hell of a lot for JJ. Right. I think right. as we kind of hinted it just keeps the status quo. We don't have to worry about the Matt Moore effect. It's just there. How stoked is Matt Moore? Like Why he dodged a bullet. What? <laughs> he doesn't want to play? What? No way. That what are you guy talking has, about? That guy has the perfect life. <laughs> You're a backup. You're getting paid quarterback oh, money. Man. You never have to right. play. <clears throat> Wear a red jersey in practice so you're never touched. Oh, boy. Like, last year, the Steelers almost ethered him, and he's like, dude, I don't want that. He's probably the one who he was, did. He was probably the one trying to convince – Jay Cutler to come the most. He literally like he was probably on the phone like, dude, you got to get over. <laughs> yeah, <here. laughs> get over here. He almost got sliced in half. Yeah, literally. Like, um, Alex, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, again, Jarvis Land. I, I seen some interesting numbers though about Jarvis Landry. You know, in regards to having Jay Cutler versus Matt Moore versus Ryan Tannehill, uh, a lot of folks seem to think that maybe this hurts Jarvis Landry's value a bit. I mean, it might. As kind of as Marcus mentioned, uh, Cutler Moore had a 
uh, penchant for throwing to his bigger receivers outside. Mm-hmm. Granted, I mean, I think he's still going to throw to the open one, and I also think that offense has run through Landry a little bit. He is their number one wide receiver. Parker hasn't proven himself yet, and Stills, uh, while he's a very capable receiver, isn't a true number one either. Uh, I don't I don't see it hurting Landry a ton, um, but, I mean, who knows? This is a new guy in, in a new offense uh, with new players. There you anything go. Could, anything could happen. All right, let's go to Houston. New Hopkins has given a very strong endorsement to quarterback Tom Savage. Quote, I put the stamp on Savage, and I think that's all that needs to be said about that. Close quote. Does it matter, though, what Nuke thinks? Or do you buy the, you know, a little bit of the storyline that, hey, look, if Nuke and Tom Savage have a good rapport off the field, maybe it translates into good chemistry on the field. Franchise? Yeah, I mean, I think I think part of this statement, uh, Nuke was like, "Yeah, I've played I've played with the most quarterbacks of any other wide receiver in my couple mm-hmm. years in the league. I think he's played with ten different starting quarterbacks. That's crazy. So if I'm the coaching staff there, and my Will Fuller's out now, if my number one wide receiver is like, "Hey, coach, like, please, uh, you know, Tom Savage gets my endorsement," I think I'm gonna take that pretty seriously and be like, look, Nuke wants Tom Savage. He knows the offense. He's a veteran presence there. He played last year. He played last year. Like, he, you know, the locker room knows who this guy is and knows knows what he's about. So I would take it pretty seriously if I was a coaching staff. Well, I also, I also think it's partially – I mean, it is partially the rapport that they have, but I also think it's a, a statement about – not a knock on Deshaun Watson, but the one thing people have always said is that Bill O'Brien has a very complex system that's mm-hmm. hard for new quarterbacks to, to fit in. Tom Savage has been there for a few years. I mean, yeah. he's had a chance to kind of work in it. So I think it, it's whole, also – His whole career has been there. Right. It's also just kind of a statement of where Savage is in regards to the offense versus what. Not that Deshaun Watson can't get there, but he's right. playing from behind right now. Right. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. You're right. Uh, B- Bill O'Brien does have that complex system. And Deshaun Watson at Clemson didn't necessarily have to do a whole hell of a lot. As a lot of co- college quarterbacks are apt to do. So I guess that kind of sort of makes sense. Adam Rank, what do you make of those comments, though? Dude, I love it. I, I think DeAndre Hopkins is so undervalued right now. I'm looking at the uh, fantasy football calculator. Third round, he's 309. Oh, that's right late now. third. That's ridiculous. Wow, that's crazy. I don't get that at all. I Interesting. Would, I look at some of the quarter, or some of the receivers that are ahead of him. Des Bryant, Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton. I'm like, no. Wow, really? No. <laughs> I would take DeAndre Hopkins over all those. Gilhard just wrote an article last week about how DeAndre Hopkins overvalued. Overvalued. That's right. <laughs> In the third round. Oh, where's the mic? Right, my mic is oh, off. I was messing with some other stuff. He's slightly overvalued back there uh, at that place just because of his projected target share in a run-heavy offense on a team that uh, is going to be in a lot of low-scoring games, could have a rookie quarterback or an unproven starter, which all those guys that just went <laughs> ahead of them, they all have better quarterbacks in better offenses and have a more established market share and workload. Dez is going to score 8 to 12 <laughs> touchdowns in the red zone. T.Y. Hilton, if, if luck is healthy, T.Y. Hilton's a guy that's Okay, wait, 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 so you're – boom. We're talking about you're putting, right roasted, now. Roasted. You're putting a qualifier on on DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> but you're like, yeah, if if Andrew Luck can throw something more than a tennis ball, which is no given right now. No, no it's well, not a and given if, and at if all. If he can't, then we'll then I'll adjust it. But if we're talking about best case scenarios, the best case scenario for Hopkins is he has Tom Savage or it's fine or a rookie quarterback, which he can be Brian, good. He did it with Brian Hoyer, so it's not like I, the. He did, Brian, he did it with Brian Hoyer when he saw 192 targets, and yeah. those targets per game dropped get significantly after they started He's winning. He's still going to be the most targeted receiver. In when the they won late in the season, his targets sh- targets dropped by like four or five per game in that in his breakout year. We'll stay with the wide receiver theme. Quincy and Nunwa <clears throat> suffered also, a neck sorry, injury. Quick for the record, yes, I don't please. think Bill O'Brien gives a damn what DeAndre Hopkins says about his quarterback. That's he's going to pick who he wants, <laughs> who he really thinks true. can win him games. <clears throat> That's probably true too. Quincy and Nunwa. His track record hasn't been all that great in that respect, though. What, I mean, he quarterbacks? had great quarterbacks. I mean, also, I, I counted. I think it was nine quarterbacks Nuke has oh had God. start games for let's, him. Let's go back to, to, to Hard Knocks a couple years when he talked about how the guys in this room were getting disrespected and these kids can play. I th- <laughs> TJ Yeldon? Uh, did they or did they not uh, win the no division way. that year? They did. They backed into the division that year. Love Ryan Mallett? I mean, I do believe last year <clears throat> he had uh, Brock Osweiler kind of crammed down his throat. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, Quincy Anunwa suffered a neck injury in practice yesterday. Severity not <sighs> yet known. Uh, he did miss minicamp time with a similar neck injury as well. We'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, when you hear about neck injuries – 
the Hoos can be very serious. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, I didn't put this in the rundown, but I did see this as well. Sammy Watkins uh, in Buffalo hurt his ankle in practice oh yesterday. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> the injury is thought to be minor. I saw the video, though, it, it, and it's not serious. But let me say this. It was a non-contact drill. Uh, he was coming in or out of a break and just accelerating, or excuse me, he was decelerating uh, to turn around, and he just tweaked his ankle. Do we know if it's the same foot that he had surgery on or not? He's had it ankle injuries the, too, man. It is the same one. Uh, there's a Roto World blurb uh, right. from one of the beat reporters there. He is already participating in team drills again today yeah. on Monday. It was thought to be pretty minor. I mean, he was able to walk off on his own. I'm just saying yeah. it's, it's one of those things, especially with Sammy Watkins, that people start freaking out about. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and and deservedly so. And deservedly so. So it's just one of those notes that I want to pass along. All right, we'll stay with the wide receiver theme yet again. Is Jordan Matthews dead? Question mark. <laughs> I'll ask you. Reports out of Philly. Is that Nelson Aguilar? Oh, look at look at the smile coming across the face <laughs> of MG my guy Marcus Grant. Reports out of Philly. Nelson Aguilar doing work in the slot, man. Our very own. Daniel Jeremiah, the super scout himself, said on his Move the Sticks podcast, go check it out if you have it, on his Move the Sticks podcast, quote, Nelson Aguilar has had a total rebirth. He's going to live in the slot. He's going to be their slot receiver. I'll be shocked if he's not. I don't know what that means for Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews fired back a little bit. And said, Daniel Jeremiah's mock drafts are not that accurate. Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so so there's a little bit of, of a back and forth going on. I, I think Jordan Matthews is kidding around, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that being Was said, he? <laughs> he, he probably – I don't know, man. I, I mean, I saw it. I, it was a little well, – it was a little chippy. It was a little chippy. But regardless, who cares? For fantasy purposes, yeah. what do we make of Jordan Matthews? And we'll start with Marcus Grant. Um, you know, I, I didn't quite expect it to be, you know, I didn't expect anyone to come out and make this big statement that, you know, I don't know what happens with Jordan Matthews. But if you were following along with some of the Eagles riders during, you know, preseason training camp, like, you could kind of see this coming. Because obviously they bring in Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith. Those guys are going to be on the outside. But you kept hearing all this talk about how Nelson Aguilar looks so much more improved and Jordan Matthews was hurt and not able to get on the field regularly. Mm -hmm. You just felt like even if even if Aguilar didn't win the job, that that competition was getting a lot closer. And so uh, I, I'm still not ready to completely take him off my board. But, yeah, okay. I'm going to knock him down a few rounds at this point. Uh, Alex Gellhar, your thoughts there on Nelson Aguilar. Uh, if he does win that slot position, is he fantasy relevant? I don't know. I don't. Well, I was already skeptical about Jordan Re Jordan Matthews. Excuse me a little bit in the slot role in this offense, and now like if you know either of these guys are going to be competing or whatever. Yeah. This passing attack has a lot of question marks for me. Last year, I think Carson Wentz was around sixth in the league in pass attempts. He threw yeah. like six hundred and seven. An outrageous number. There's no way they wanted him to throw that many, and I'm sure there's no way that Doug Peterson that, and the brass want him to throw that many this time. Yeah. So you take a, a depressed, you know, pass attempts. Maybe he throws more in the range of 5 to 550. You've got Alshon there. You've got Ertz there. You've got Sproles, Torrey Smith. Now okay. these two guys in the slot. I I don't really I'm I don't really want anybody in this passing attack outside of Alshon Jeffrey and even him. I don't think I've taken him once in a mock or uh, an actual draft so far this offseason. I just Where's he I get going? too like, worried like in like the end of the third early the third. fourth range. Okay. There's just other receivers there I'd rather take right now. So, and I, my question to you Mark, so you said you're going to drop Jordan Matthews down a couple rounds. What round is he already going well, for you? Because it's late. Yeah, it's pretty late. That's a good point. I mean, he's he's. I think he's gone from kind of double know, digits, mid to you know, sort of mid late to late late. I guess. Yeah, that very, makes sense. To very late. Right. If that makes sense. I think I think there will the, whoever wins in the starting job will have some will have good weeks and points. But like, I just I'm too concerned about when those weeks are going to come and how many targets are going to be funneled their way. I'd rather take a shot in that range on a guy like Randall Cobb or. Uh, Kenny Britt or somebody in those later rounds. You know, I tell you what, if you're listening to the podcast, you're watching us on Facebook Live, first of all, welcome and thank you for listening and watching. But when you get into your normal draft and you're in a draft that is not full of, you know, industry folks, Jordan Matthews will get selected. He absolutely will get selected because he's going to be one of those familiar names, right? If you're listening to the podcast, you should know better. 
is what I'm saying, <laughs> right? I think you should know better than to take him anything. If you're in a in a 10-team link, I don't think you should take him anywhere within the first 12 rounds. Yeah. Anything after that, sure. Why not? Fire off a shot. That's fine. Yeah, but, even then, but I think he'll go earlier than the 12th round in a, in a typical – uh, you know, layperson's 10-team league. He will, yeah, because of the, the Taco Bell rule. Like whenever you see the familiar roadside attraction when you're on the freeway <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> that's where you're going to lean. But okay. I would rather start, when you're in the in those rounds, I'd rather start just taking lottery tickets. Okay. And like or Darius Stewart or somebody like that. Just, is it if it pans out or not, I would rather have a, a I'd rather have a risk on a potential breakout type sure. of player as opposed to somebody whose act we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen this band. They're not doing anything new. <laughs> and their old stuff isn't that great either. That's a good point. I mean, so it's, it's, not, like, it's eh. not like this guy was dominating fantasy at any point. So there you go. Uh, we'll go to Pittsburgh. Martavis Bryant has yet to be fully cleared by the league. He was also to practice on Friday, but then the Steelers GM had to stop him, man. Took his pads. Martavis has apparently. What the damn hell? I don't get it. Martavis is apparently not fulfilled all the requirements for partial reinstatement, question mark. I say question mark because we're not sure. The team is expecting that Bryant will be fully reinstated very soon, question mark, because, again, <laughs> this is, this is we're the, not very sure. This is the best uh, news bleed you've had here <coughs> with all of the question marks. <laughs> Literally, we have no idea. No, we don't know what uh, the requirements are that he needs to fulfill. The team doesn't Apparently, the Steelers know. don't. Yeah, the Steelers I mean, don't know either. <laughs> We is don't his know name Martavis Bryant. Is, <laughs> is this the real Martavis Bryant? Yes. Or is, is this, this just Ari Stark? I, um, I don't understand. I don't know. I did watch a little Sports Illustrated. They did a feature on him that was very positive, and okay. there was a three-minute video of him talking about like how before he got suspended, he told his agent he was like, "I'm tired of football. Like, I don't want to play anymore." Martavis then, Bryant. Yeah, he was like, "I was almost done. Like, I was just tired of it." And he was like, Jeez. "I." He was like, when I was playing, I didn't work out. He was like, I would just show up on Sunday on the field and play. He Randy Mossed it. He Randy Mossed it. And, you know, we've seen these reports like he's added 15 pounds of muscle or whatever. Because he's actually working out now, he's taking care of his body. He's trending in the right direction. Okay. I think this is just a, uh, you know, just some some housekeeping that needs to be done in terms of getting back on the field. I don't like that. What? Just keep doing what you are doing. It's oh, like that's my, like, I see what you're saying. Like, as one of my buddies, we used to like when we were in school, we'd play intramurals. He would always he'd always have beers before our softball games. Okay, and he would crush it. And then one time, he the like, beers oh. or the baseballs, both. I see. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> one time, we're in the championship against those idiots at Sigma Pi. And all of a sudden, he decides to go sober, and he goes over. It's like, dude. Keep doing what you've always been doing. If not working out has been working for if he you, keeps, keep not working if out. If he keeps doing what he's been doing, he's not going to be able to play football. Well, that part, well, that's that's a different thing. I don't want to. Is go, it though? I don't want to go Bob Saget. Okay. In up in or what was the movie? With um, You're trying to pull an obscure Bob Saget movie. No, right? Bob Saget's <laughs> in the movie with um, with uh, the guys half from baked. The half baked. Yeah. Okay. When he got when the guy goes yeah when Chappelle goes to rehab. Yes. Yeah, we, can't, we, can't really, we can't really reenact that scene. <laughs> we can't, <laughs> we can't, we can't really react, reenact that scene right now. <laughs> but that's – I mean, that's my feeling on that. But I get what you're saying about that. But still, but, like, yeah, go do do the no workout thing. Like, you're fine. Like, you're dominating. Oh, but he's ripped now, dude. I guess the, I guess the dominate. question – I so guess the question team, to me – His hamstring's going to be. <laughs> I guess the question to me Rude. would be, <laughs> does this – is James it, and I have him, so this yeah, is – Yeah, we do. I, this is – yeah, it's true. Um I guess how concerned are we, right? Because is this a – you know, it's interesting. If you read the Pro Football Talk report, uh, they add a little thing at the end of saying, well, it may be be just a clerical thing. It may be just the the league office dragging their feet, or it could be a third option. We lean towards the third option. And it's like, uh, okay, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? It's like, is there more issues going on with Martavis Bryant? I mean, we've seen this story before with a fellow by the name of Josh Gordon. Is this another thing where it's like, I, I don't know. So, you, okay, I don't think so, it all right, so two things about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. One, I'm really over fantasy Twitter, like, you know, putting out eyeball emojis every time Josh Gordon oh tweets something, right? So, like, last yeah. week <clears> – <throat> Josh Gordon tweets out, God is good. <laughs> exactly. It'll play the music. <laughs> tweets, because I need some therapy. Tweets out, God is good, right? And all of a sudden, my timeline is filled with OMGs, eyeballs, fingers pointing down, eyeballs, blah, blah, blah. 
look, Josh Gordon probably just scored some Jay-Z tickets and he's all fired up. Like, yeah. let's not. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we're in, we're in a situation <laughs> where Martavis Bryant actively is trying to get back in the league. And the his own team doesn't know what the stipulations are. His own franchise doesn't know what he can or can't do to get back. So you're going to tell me a dude who has not caught a football in anger since Taylor Swift put out her most recent album? Like, come on. Let's just stop with the fantasy on that one. <laughs> stop it. Wow. Um, can I also say this about Josh Gordon? If you actually go to his timeline, he does the, you know, God is good, prayer hands right. thing. He does it a lot. Maybe he, got a very great, maybe he had a great meal. Uh, like, who yeah. knows? And, and actually, I think it's if you look at his timeline, I think he's picked up surfing. Oh. And he's doing this whole beach life thing because he's been talking about, you know, the waves and surf and, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And then he's talking about, you know, God is good and, you know, wow, so blessed to be out here surfing or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So, uh, look, he's he's not – I don't he's think – He's not coming back, He's not coming back. Stop it. He's not he's coming not back. Gonna, what Martavis I'm gonna, is. I'm going to quote tweet his uh, RIP to Charlie Murphy. Be like, oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back, everybody. <laughs> So there you go. All I know is that, look, anytime I hear about, you know, a receiver uh, or, you know, a, a star NFL player uh, who has been suspended because of the drug policy uh, not getting reinstated quickly, I start getting nervous. That's my only thing. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping Martavis Bryant comes <laughs> like, back. I'm not nervous yet, but I, I do think for the league, I mean, it, it is a bad look to just string players along like this. So the, really to the point and that – it even, happens all the time. But even to the point that the team doesn't know. Like, yeah. if, if there's something – if there's a clerical issue, if there's something that the player hasn't done, at least let the team know. Like, yeah. don't let the team twist in the wind and try to figure out what's wrong or right with the player. Like, yeah. that's not fair to anybody. Right? I see. And thinking, that's not right. Thinking right. he's going to practice and then just has his – isn't that weird? Away. Yeah, that's Isn't rough. that crazy? That's a little wild. Yeah, that's that would mess with my head. All right, let's uh, transition over to tight end. Uh, we've talked about the overvalued series here. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, it, it, it's it's a great series. Uh, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Galehart, and the franchise have talked about uh, positional groups and players uh, that are overvalued. So quarterbacks that are overvalued, running backs that are overvalued, wide receivers that are overvalued, and they finished the series off with tight ends. Uh, that are overvalued. Bro, you're not going to give us an IDP player list that's overvalued? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Tight ends that are overvalued <laughs> right now. Uh, we'll start. Um, and you can read the entire list by going to NFL.com slash franchise to go read his piece. But, Boom. Uh, there are three names, notable names, at least on here, that uh, that I saw that I thought were, were very interesting. We'll start with Delaney Walker. Why is he, in your mind, overvalued? So for me, Delaney Walker, the last two seasons, he's been a great fantasy tight end. He's been a beast. Mm -hmm. But his target share has been trending downward. Tennessee has made a point to add weapons in that offense for Marcus Mariota, especially uh, red zone weapons. Corey Davis had 19 touchdowns in his last year at Western Michigan. Eric, Eric, Decker, Decker, baby. Eric Decker, the most dangerous red zone wide receiver in the league over the last few years. Um, so I just think – with the added depth there in terms of the weapons, especially red zone weapons, Delaney Walker might not get as many looks in the red zone, and his target share has been trending downward. I think it's going to keep going downward. Okay. And they also have two really solid running backs there. So, And DeMarco Murray can catch passes out of the backfield. He had three receiving touchdowns last year too. So I just think it's – I think Delaney Walker is still going to be okay – but I think the expectations for him to maybe be like a top five fantasy tight end, we might want to pump. He's the he's being drafted as a top five fantasy, right? Oh, hundred percent. That's why he's on my overvalued. Another, another scary part of that too is that Tennessee ran the fewest three receiver sets last year. If not the fewest, they were near the near the very bottom, mm -hmm. and that's going to change this year with yes. a lot of those weapons that they've brought in. So their their offensive mindset could also change. So Delaney Walker, I agree. Somebody, sorry, I didn't mean to pile on you. No, no. Is somebody that you're worried about? A little bit. Okay. And Eric Decker. I love that. What a great signing that was. Oh, I yeah. Know, I know as a, as a fan of a team that could have used a receiver, you're like, what the devil are you doing? Like, not <laughs> Eric Decker. You got Marcus Wheaton, bro. He's going to have 10 <laughs> touchdowns. Marcus Wheaton, dudes. You got Kendall Wright. <clears throat> you're That's good. Cool. Kendall Wright's good. You're good. You're set. Uh, how, about, how about Hunter Henry? Now, Hunter Henry is a guy in San Diego that I'm telling you. Also this, Costa Mesa in L.A. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I just watched the Ladanian thing, man. You know? That was really good. I, I don't want to take credit for Ladanian's speech, but that's I pumped him up a little bit. I think that's stupid. 
You think this speech was stupid? No, I think, that, that I think, offends me. I think what you're saying as a human being. <laughs> why would you take credit? Because I took credit for Lady Gaga's Super Bowl performance, okay. of course. <laughs> nice. Pile in here. Good job. Nice work. Well, because I gave her a little. <laughs> Triple congrats. H, Hunter Henry, is. I'm telling. It seems like he's everybody's favorite tight end sleeper. Why is he overvalued? Um. Okay. He had eight eight touchdowns last year. He led the position, tied Cameron Brait with the most. Yeah. And he looked good out there. And he looked good, but he wasn't on the field a ton. Uh, he only had 36 receptions. So that's uh, a Not ridiculous a touchdown rate for that many catches. Right. And you can't predict touchdowns. You know who had seven touchdowns? Antonio Gates. Yeah. So he only had one fewer touchdown than Hunter Henry. I think he had like one or two more total fantasy points. Okay. And Antonio Gates is still there, and we he talked is. about this a couple weeks ago. This is probably – I think it's definitely his last year in the league. They're still chase. He's still chasing that uh, tight end uh, touchdown record that yeah. Tony Gonzalez has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to try to get him the ball early, break the record. He's still got a mind meld with Philip Rivers in the end zone, and I think I don't, I think they're just not going to like go away from Antonio Gates. I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to be a threat to Hunter Phillip Henry's. Loves him. Yeah, Philip. And Rivers they want to send him, they want to send him out with a bang. Like Melvin Gordon's talked about it. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, I, guess I, I just think as long as Antonio Gates is healthy and out there, he's going to be siphoning targets from Hunter Henry. I also wonder, too, you, you know, you brought up uh, all those extra targets there in, in Tennessee. In San right. Diego, Keenan Allen, uh, theoretically Los back. A lot of wide receiver depth there. <laughs> you know, I haven't got Tyrell it right Williams. once yet. This is amazing. Yeah, you're over, too. Yeah, this is okay. not good. Uh, I did it last <clears throat> – wait. Was that yeah. here last week? No, you were not. No, he, but they've <laughs> got but they've got Keenan Allen, yes. who's going to be working in that short area. Yes. Uh, you know, Tyrell Williams is a big target, 6'4", whatever, uh, in that red zone area as well. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I can kind of see what you're saying. Hunter Henry's a good prospect, but I think one more year until Antonio, Antonio Gates retires. We're on him a year early. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. Uh, let's go back and forth on Martell Smith. But okay. wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What? He had eight touchdown receptions as a rookie, and tight end's a pretty difficult position to come in and just master. Right. Like, is there any chance that he could have improved? Of course. From his rookie season, that perhaps he but should sure. be a little bit better? Sure. But let's say he, he improved, but so his situation all, but got worse. But people are just so. throwing Antonio Gates to the Wolves. That's no, what I'm be, saying. I'm saying, careful, there's another guy here who has a strong relationship with Phillip Rivers that people are just forgetting about. But he's also at the end of his career. He's, he's calcified be, at this point. He's, he, wow. Yeah, but he's still – he had seven touchdowns last year. I know. And, Hunter, and 93 targets. And Henry still – That's man- a lot of targets. Who runs still more- managed to have eight. <laughs> Who runs more like a dad right now, Antonio Gates or Jason Witten? Oh, Jason Witten's still the king. Okay. Oh, my God. He's still the king. <laughs> still the king. All right. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So there you go. Uh, like I said, Hunter Henry – I don't know. It, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of folks who are still going to be very high on Hunter Henry, yeah, but I like him as a prospect. The franchise saying you're going to be a year early. Yeah. But how about the black unicorn? How can you speak so ill of Martellus Bennett? Get him. I don't get it. Uh, let's all right. Go. Let's let's look at the numbers. <laughs> I'm looking. All right, he's being drafted as a top ten tight end. <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers throws all the it's touchdown perfect. passes. Look, I get the logic. Sure. Uh, but. They they're loaded in that in that offense. Yeah, the, all the wide receivers. Jordy Nelson, uh, uh, Gelhar wrote about Jordy Nelson's uh, red zone abilities. Like yeah, he's absorbed thirty percent of the team's red zone looks since twenty twelve. We got Devontae Adams. I think he had twelve touchdowns last year. Randall Cobb's looking to bounce back after yeah. an unhealthy season. Ty Montgomery can catch passes out of the backfield. They got Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones back there. So like, what's left for Martellus Bennett? The Packers' tight ends combined for just nine red zone receptions and three red zone scores last season, and just sixteen percent of targets went to the tight end position overall. I think when I look at the tight end group, and this is what I wrote in my piece about the Black Unicorn, is that Rodgers loves to throw there. I mean, it doesn't matter who he's got back there. He had Jason Perillo and Justin Perillo, Justin whatever, Perillo. right? And, 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 and Richard Rodgers, and he was still throwing. 100-plus targets to the tight end position. What's going to happen when he's got this, you know, 6-7 beast out there? I, I just – I think to me, I don't see how Martellus Bennett doesn't see a, at a minimum uh, 85 targets next year. So, I don't know, man. I, I just – I like the target – I mean, the target share Yeah. I think will be still relatively small, but I think the target total will certainly be there. Okay. That's fair. 
I don't I, know. I see, I see what you're saying, but the other thing is, like, yeah, Rodgers throws there, but they haven't had a solid running back in two or three years. That's true. Now they got Jamal Williams. They also, they also James, That's though, right. uh, you mentioned all those guys that he split up and thrown all those targets to. Yeah. Richard Rodgers is still there. You're, That's you're true. Cal native. He is. As is Lance Kendricks. Lance had, Kendricks, too. Who had Lance like Kendricks. Don't forget about this for, guy. Uh, guys are <laughs> wow, Lance Kendricks leads the league, and he's still in the league. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, there's also some. Martellus Bennett, to me, is also a very good blocking tight end, as we saw right. in New England, as we saw in Chicago, really. I, I think he's been known more as a blocking tight end. Uh, than as a receiving tight end, I I just I don't see how he comes off the field. He's a great blocking tight end. He's a great receiver, um, and I wrote this about about Martellus as well. He is elite after the catch, elite after the catch. Only Gronk and and Travis Kelsey have more yards after the reception than Martellus Bennett over the last three years. This dude, I mean, and again, and it speaks to his athletic profile, 6'7", you know, 265 or 280 or whatever the hell he's playing at, right? Like, this guy can move, man. He's an sure. absolute chore to bring down. Sure. So, to me, I, in, in, in this respect, I think having all of those other weapons actually helps Martellus Bennett. It's going to be a wide open field for Marty B out there because – defenses are not going to be keyed in on him. Right. So when he gets it, I think he's going to get it in space, and that's when it gets interesting to me. Or they key in on him leaving the other guys open. But there were a couple – You ain't leaving Jordy now. There were, there were a couple – uh, There were a couple uh, next-gen stats that were red flags for me too. Okay. Uh, Martellus Bennett was bottom five among tight ends and lowest yards of separation created when pressed at the line of scrimmage, meaning okay. he wasn't getting separation at the line when someone was pressing him. And he also had the lowest, uh, bottom five lowest tight end air yards per target last year. Uh, so he's being treated like a guy who's going to produce numbers like Greg Olson or Travis, Travis Kelsey, but his next-gen stats kind of say otherwise. I think he's, I mean, he's being drafted as the tight end nine. I mean, Travis Kelsey's being drafted as a tight end two. I, I don't know. I, to me, the differential in price is, is worth it. I, I just think... Martellus Bennett right now is being taken as a top 10 tight end. I don't see how he – if he's healthy, I don't see how he doesn't finish in the top 10. And as I wrote before, man, I think I've, I can absolutely see this guy being a top five, a top three tight end by year's end if everything breaks right. Would you rather have Delaney Walker or Martellus Bennett? Oh, Martellus Bennett all day long. What? All day long. Kyle Rudolph Wait. or Martellus Bennett? <laughs> Dude, there's, I'm You're crazy, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm, I am absolutely insane about Martel Bennett. But I'm just saying, it, it's it's Gronk. It's some combination of Greg Olson and Jordan Reed. And then in terms of who I want to draft. Jimmy Graham. It, okay, and then there's Jimmy Wait, didn't Jordan Reed get hurt again? <laughs> yeah, he's hurt. So, I mean, I don't know. But he's like, I just I love Martel Bennett, man. All right. I do. I love him. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Jordan Reed, like. Greg Olson's R two D two, and Jordan Reed's R five D four. Okay, you know what I'm saying? No. Wow. I don't know what you're have saying. Have you never seen Star Wars? I have. Okay, one of the key plot points is uh -huh. Uncle Owen is there <coughs> buying two droids. Yes. And he picks R five D four, which uh -huh. has a bad and motivator. It rolls out and just falls apart. So he's like, fine. And then C three PO's like, dude, take the R two. Okay. Like, hey, what about the R two unit? Always dependable. Always there for you. I see. Okay. There you go. Have you never <laughs> seen that movie? I have seen the movie. I didn't realize that that was such a – all right. <clears throat> it's a key point. Okay. <laughs> They're looking for that GD droid the whole time. <laughs> the, one, oh, okay. the one Anakin right. can't remember ever seeing. But Again, like, wait, you spent three prequels. <clears throat> if you would like to check out the entire Over Valley series, please go check it out. The latest one is the great one written by – the great Matt franchise NFL.com. The hater series. I am great. It's the franchise hater series. I hate to and be a hater, sucks. but I was assigned to hate on some people, oh, so now I have to hate on them. I'm gonna hate on Hunter Henry. And there's an entire series people like him, so I'm gonna of hate as well at the quarterback, wide receiver, and running back position. I do strongly encourage folks to check it out. All right, let's close out your show with a round of daily daps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hook. All right, daily dap time. I'll, first of all, let me just get the ball rolling here. I'll daily dap those folks who are on Facebook Live. We welcome you in Jorge Edwards, or maybe it's George, I don't know. Lauren Carpenter, these folks, Dom Griffin, 
Who's that other guy? Billy Mitchell? He's always in on this thing, too. So uh, we do appreciate your support there. But let's start the daily daps with uh, <clears throat> MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What you got, man? Uh, a couple things. I I, I kind of gave a preemptive dap on Thursday to uh, Voltron Season 3, and I actually watched it over the weekend, and so I will kind of double down. Um, did a great job, really kind of advanced. And it's it's taken the story in kind of new directions for anybody who's you know old enough to remember the original one way back in the day. Um, this thing has gone in a very different direction, but I like it. I'm very happy with where it's going, so... Uh, that was worthwhile. And also, um, daily dabs to Noah Syndergaard, who was on Game of Thrones last night. He was? Yeah, he was, uh, he was a soldier in the Lannister army. And much like the, uh, much like the <laughs> Mets season, what? He, he ended up in flames. So, oh, dude. Oh, well, he's a flamethrower, so it works. Right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, things, things did not end what? well for Noah. I didn't what know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Noah Syndergaard. Oh, is he the one with long hair? Yes. Yes. They call him Thor. Yeah, Thor. Yeah. There you go. He probably could have used the hammer. Okay. <laughs> Alex Gelhar, what you got? Uh, first, Daily Daps to uh, Masters of the Universe, the classic Dolph Lundgren movie, turns 30 today. Wow. IMDb. If you have never seen it, it is a schlocky masterpiece. <laughs> they're like actually legit good actors in there, Frank right? Langella. Yeah, like Frank Langella. All right. Like, they're like legit good actors in that movie. Uh, so go check that out if you haven't seen Amazing. it. And I saw, I saw two movies over the weekend. Okay. Uh, Wind River, which is uh, from the guy that wrote Sicario and Hell or High Water, stars Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Very good. Uh, recommend seeing it. It was a limited release right now, so you might have to wait a week or two. And the other one I saw was uh, Detroit, which I is kind of like a is a devastatingly good movie. Okay. Um, but I think I would like other people to go see it too because I think uh, it got it didn't do very well at the box office this weekend. But uh, it's interesting because you know it tells a very African American story, but it was written and directed by white people so i was reading some different takes on the movie and stuff like that okay uh, i thought it was there were a lot there's a lot that was very well done it's not a perfect movie by any stretch but it was really good and one worth seeing as well in these these current times so i will piggyback on your daily dap and daily dap the new project that you got going out oh thank you gail hart goes to the movies I'll have two new episodes up soon. <clears throat> there you go. So if you haven't checked it out, tell the folks how they how, how they can find uh, it. Well, it's on Bumpers. I'll tweet it out, and I think it's going to be on iTunes soon. I forget if I push that button or not. But it's just me doing like 10 to 15-minute movie reviews with whoever I can drag along to go to see the movie with me. So <laughs> Marcus was the first two. Uh, Harmon will be the third, and my uh, buddy Chris is the fourth. He's uh, an ed, an assistant editor in Hollywood. So he's a it's good. good. If you like Alex Gelhar's work here in fantasy, he's I mean he is in the zone when he starts talking about movies too. Um, he actually has a little bit of a, a, a of a Hollywood background. So um, so this yeah, so, so by, go check it out. By the way, Master of the Universe, uh, Dolph Lundgren, Frank Langella. And Courtney Cox. That's right. I forgot you. I forgot you. Was <laughs> a that. young Courtney a Cox. A young Courtney Very young Cox. Courtney Cox. Yes. Okay. So there, there you go. You go. Uh, who else we got? Adam Rank. What you got, man? Oh, geez. I mean, hold on. Let me get my notes out. Oh, my goodness. No, you know what? You were talking about people uh, watching in on Facebook Live. Yes. Rosie McGillicuddy. Rosie G? She was watching. Yeah. She said you're looking. She's like, you look at James a little too much. A little lovingly. She <laughs> screamed <laughs> one. I'm like, what does that mean? I go, I'm searing. I'm, I have a, I'm, I'm upset. A deep-seated hate. Laser yeah. beams. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of laser beams. I go, I might have been, it might have been Franchise who was besmirching Hunter Henry. I oh, because okay. he had the audacity of going out and having eight touchdowns as a rookie. Right. So <laughs> I could see why everybody would be pissed at him. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, Shouldn't have also, done that. Can I, can I throw one more daily dap? <laughs> yeah, and I just yeah, saw this yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, of course. Ryan Reynolds just tweeted out a picture of Josh Brolin as Cable from Deadpool 2, and he wow. looks I'm awesome. looking at it right now. Josh Brolin is Cable. So after, I like the, uh, that. after the domino photos came out <clears throat> last week. Yes. I like that. Yes. All right, Adam Rank, what else you got, pal? I'm going to dap Archer Dreamland. I finally okay. was able to binge that over the weekend, and I really liked it. I know a lot of people didn't care for it. They've really been reticent to when they take turns, like when they go to Archer Vice or do anything like that. I actually enjoy it because otherwise that series is going to get too stale, and they tried something different. And so I thought this was pretty cool. The ending, the last episode was a little darker. Yeah, okay. it was very like, dark. It was, pretty, it was pretty dark at the end. It was crazy, but it was – but it was cool, like, the final scene, I thought, really brought it home. Actually, the final scene with Archer and Lana. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm pointing. <laughs> that was really funny. I right. thought that was great. That's actually, like, summed up their relationship perfectly. So, if you get a chance, go check that out. Uh, I would like to dap the Patriots depth chart 
because Mike Gillisley is third on the depth chart. <laughs> and it's Bellatrix all over again. You know what? Look, it's Who, August. Who's the leader in the clubhouse? Right Rex here? Burkhead right now, I believe. Is no, it Rex? Bolden. Rex? It's Brandon no, Bolden. It's Brandon Bolden. That's what it is. It is not Brandon Bolden. Yeah. No. It's, I saw a quote from Gillisley on Twitter that he said, right now the Amazing. depth chart is just how long you've been with the team. Amazing. It doesn't matter. Ah, it does, it sets Twitter on fire. Let's go. People just kind of love that. Like, whoa, oh. we're panicking. Because everybody has already locked in Gillisley for 20 touchdowns. Um, so it just makes sense. Now that everybody can freak out. So it's August, what, August 8th? And everybody can go out there. and uh, The 7th. The 7th, excuse me. Uh, so go freak out. I uh, do want to dap all of our NFL Network uh, co-workers who were okay. inducted into the Pro Football Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, that's right. Yep. Over the weekend, it was very well done. Uh, if you're somebody who's upset because their speeches are going too long or it's going too late in the night, then turn the damn channel. Like, you know what? <laughs> Kurt Warner was stacking groceries at a food for less or whatever it was right. and worked his way up to be an NFL Hall of Famer. If oh, he wants to take amazing. 20 minutes to tell his story, I don't give two blanks right. what you think. Let him have his time. Any of them, all of them. I Just agree. go out, ramble. Who cares if you've ever been to the Hall of Fame? It's still festive and it's fun, and so you could easily just not watch it. Like Daily daps to uh, Brenda's hair. Love that. I thought that I, I wanted. I didn't want it to come off as disrespectful, but the night I was watching the um, the jacket ceremony, and yeah, she had. That's when the, the <laughs> hair debuted. I think it was dope. And I'm like, I, I I wanted to be like Brenda's hair stole the show, but I didn't want somebody to get mad. Exactly. I was exactly taking a shot. Can we anti dap Jerry Jones's haircut? Uh, I anti dap his kicks. I know he got custom kicks from Phil Knight, but there are these brown khaki looking have Nikes. We're we're god awful. We're anti dapping. <laughs> Jerry Jones, the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, not the owner, <laughs> okay, who is one of our thirty-two bosses. That's right. But as the general I can't anti-dap his shoes. The the GM, you can okay, not nice. the owner. Right. The owner's shoes were great. Okay, the great. GM shoes not so much. <laughs> uh, but it was great, and Ladanian Tomlinson's was great, and um, and I got a lot of heat <laughs> over the course of the weekend because I said the two best running backs I've seen in my life were Walter. And LaDainian Tomlinson, yeah. which brought out the Barry Sanders troopers. All that, all that, yeah. And I'm like, uh, no. whatever. Right. LaDainian Tomlinson was better. I, I think Barry it. Sanders was more fun to watch, if that makes any sense. He, was, he had some amazing YouTube highlights. And right. it's funny because it's like every one of these hipsters who's saying Barry Sanders, like you only watched him on YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> like you, you haven't seen a full game of, of, of Barry Sanders, so shut up. You haven't seen I don't the, wanna, And it's not like – uh, and you can – listen, yeah. I – I it, it would been it would have been different had I said that and been like oh yeah and by the way Barry sucks like then that that could have I could see the outrage right. that's not what I'm saying I yeah, go Barry yeah, would yeah. be top five okay I'm sure sure I would have had Bo Jackson in there ooh yeah because Bo as like a runner like I would have had him in there and then Barry yeah and then somebody some one person I knew it was gonna was like hey, did you see Emmett Smith and I'm like yeah I did. Not on the list. <laughs> nope. Not in the top five. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Um, and then finally, uh, a sad note to start off our Monday, Don Baylor passed away. Uh, who in Dutch Dalton also. So we've lost yeah. two, two, uh, two great baseball uh, ambassadors, baseball stars. I know a lot of Philly people loved Dutch Dalton and Don Baylor. A little bit of – don't really remember his Angels tenure too much, but a uh, big part of, our, of the Angels history, the first – MVP in 1979, so that's um, well, a sad day, and he's in the Angels Hall of Fame. So, wanted adapts to him and Dutch Dalton, and uh, that's what I got. Uh, franchise. By the way, those shoes that Jerry Jones wore, yes, that you were talking about, mm -hmm. entire upper fabric and lining made from Hagar Authentic Pro Football Hall of Fame jacket material. Okay, so that's kind of cool. That's why they're that color. I see. It's the okay, gold well, jacket. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's that makes cool. them a little better. Uh, that makes them infinitely better. Yeah. They're still ugly. It's to match his jacket. <laughs> but uh, all right. it is pretty cool. I'm going to daily daps uh, Oma Gang Brewery. They are run out of Cooperstown, New York, which is where – Oma Gerd? Oma Gang. Okay. Oma Gang. <laughs> they make uh, the a new flavor every season for Game of Thrones. So Oh, they do? Yeah. So And I finally found yesterday at over the weekend at BevMo, I found this season's – it's called Bend the Knee Honey Ale. That's pretty good. That's and great. it was – Delicious and enhanced my viewing experience. So yeah. if you can find that, 
get some and drink it while you watch Game Dude, of Thrones. That's pretty good. And I have a short story from when I was out Friday night in Sherman Oaks. Very exciting yeah. stuff. Hell yeah. We went to a little whiskey bar, and I was kind of waiting for my turn to order. And this woman, middle-aged woman and her friend tapped me on the shoulder, and they said, excuse me, um, don't be offended, but we we were talking, and we think you're a hipster. <laughs> and I was like, actually, you, you might be on to something here. And they were like, can we touch your beard? And they, like, oh caressed my, my beard. What? Yeah. And then they gave my – they bought a cocktail for my fiancé, and Wait, she how, was like, actually, how? he's famous for being a hipster. And, and there was this whole thing, and I was like, yeah, I'm on, I've been on NFL Network, Fantasy Hipsters, it's the whole thing. <clears throat> Wow. But that I was spotted in the wild by two middle-aged women, and they called <laughs> me out as being a hipster. What are, what's, what's middle-aged you? So they were like 30? I would say early like – Early 30s? He's No, probably 30s. late – I would say late, mid to late 40s probably. Because okay. <laughs> I know you hate anybody who can rent a car. I don't hate anybody who can Who's rent a car. Who's old enough to rent a car. I Stop that. These are your bits for Harmon franchises <laughs> oh. in his 30s. I mean, but they said it like you were like, a, you know, like they spotted a blue-footed booby in the wild or yes. something. It was like. Yes. They were like, we don't want to offend you, but. There goes the Los Angeles-styled hipster. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yes, I've been recognized. You should have been. And they were like, are you from Los Feliz? And you're like, it's Feliz. <laughs> Feliz. Feliz. No, it's Feliz. <laughs> that's the hipster. So that's, that's my story. Believable. Wow. I'm recognized as a hipster by people in public now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really actually a hipster. Not as the fantasy hipster, just no, a hipster. Correct, just correct. Hipster. You look like a hipster. Oh the, they God. caressed wow. my beard a little bit. That is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. <sighs> so, yeah, Good so, time. Uh, Daily Daps to, uh, uh, again, Alex goes to the movies, or Gelhar goes to the movies. Go check that out. Facebook Live, folks. Uh, we welcome you in. Um, I will also Daily Daps. I'll, I'll share my one Ladanian Tomlinson story. If you follow me on fo- Facebook, I've already shared it, but I'll do it for the podcast. But um, So Ladan- this was two years ago. Lev Bell was rampaging. Uh, I go on Fantasy Live, and I said, man, Lev Bell to me is the 2015 version of Ladanian Tomlinson. And uh, so then, and lo and behold, I, I go into the locker room, uh, and uh, Ladania, I think that season was his first season mm-hmm. uh, at NFL Network. I see him in the locker room. I said, Ladanian, hey, man. Um, and by the way, this dude is the nicest dude. Yeah. LT is crazy nice. Uh, anyways, I see him in the locker room. I said, hey, LT, uh, um, uh, we, were, we were talking about on Fancy Live. I compared uh, uh, Lev Bell to you. And he's like, <laughs> And he's got that drawl, and he says, oh, man. <laughs> he's like, oh, I, I appreciate that. That's a big compliment. I, I love what Lev Bell's doing in the league. I love what he's doing. And then he takes his big pause, and then a, a big old smile creeps on his face. And he says, but, man, let me know when he throws for a touchdown. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was pretty good. Anyways, but uh, so that's my one LaDainian story. Uh, but, again, I do want to let people know, man, he is so nice. And Kurt Warner so well, you know, nice. You know what else was cool, too, yeah. about uh, LaDainian Tomlinson's induction was that Marty Schottenheimer was able to be there. Yeah. And Marty is, you know, battling Alzheimer's disease. So it was good. I didn't know if he was going to be able to make it, but of course he did. And Ladanian considers him to be like a father figure, too. Of course, yeah. I've I've had these conversations with with LT because we our lockers are next to each other, which is crazy to me. Like, Mind boggling. Yeah. And we've had these conversations. I'm like, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'm like, Marty should have still been the coach, right? He's like, oh, like it it really gets him going. And I'm like, hey, I go. I've always thought about this as an NFL fan who had season tickets during that era for the Chargers. I said, you know, I always thought that you guys should have drafted Larry Fitzgerald instead of Eli. He's man, and he does that thing. <laughs> and he, he he it takes him a while, but then he starts really talking about it and it's yeah. like, but I'm like, oh but there's no thing that would we'd never know if you and Drew Brees and Larry <laughs> if you guys would have been good. Right. We would have never known Antonio oh, Gates. Oh man uh, Michael Turner. Oh, baby. Um, yeah. Oh, baby. So we know we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Antonio Gates, Larry Fitz, Drew Brees, and Ladane. That's a fantasy team, dude. Yeah. Pretty much. What? That's insane. Way to go, AJ Smith. <clears throat> oh, boy. By the way, I'm, 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 I'm anti-dapping. You're anti-dap on Jerry Jones' shoes here, Jay. They're ugly as sin. No, these aren't bad. No. I would on, totally bro. rock these. They're to match his jacket, bro. I would totally I, rock these. Oh, that, my God. No, those are What's ugly. wrong with you? What's wrong what with you? What are you, you talking take about? take that back. No, I will not. NFL Fantasy Live podcast officially <clears throat> endorses 
Officially? Officially. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys and our boss. All right. Jerry Jones. Stand your ground, Co. Okay. Well, stand your ground. I, I, when I saw them originally, I, I did the whole, what are those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> how yeah. did you not? Because this is, I, I, I missed them the other night. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you not know that it's gold for the thing? I didn't know they made it from the same material. I just thought they matched the color. By the way, I should say, too, if you are not in the Hall of Fame, yeah. don't wear a coat that's close to gold. Like if you have a tan jacket or anything, like leave it at home. Okay. Oh no, I would suits. totally, I would totally wear like a tan jacket and like. Oh, two Canton, you're saying? And I would yeah. stand, I would stand near the actual Hall of Famers and see if somebody maybe buys me a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't. Oh, boy. all right. So again, we're, we're starting slap officially. A on. <laughs> the listener league signups. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Send us a screen grab. Oh, Our friend from Hong Kong in. Leading candidate. There for MG my guy Marcus Kent. What about Stepmom Lauren? Is she in? Matt Franciscovich and the Whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Kelhar. I'm James Co. We'll see you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.